You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. So if I was dying, you guys would tell me, right? You'd tell me if I was dying? We, I would tell you we that need even to talk. if you weren't. <laughs> what? What do you mean? You, For both of you. <laughs> you know, Chris, look, I, I'm not saying that, you know, you have a lot of stuff and maybe you should start thinking about how you want to redistribute some of these things when you're gone. But, you know, it's never too soon to start thinking about it. You oh, know. I'm taking it with me. Uh, uh, oh, yeah? What, you're going to have like a Viking funeral and you're just like lying on a big pile of DVDs. I was, just thinking, set it I was thinking more Egyptian. You know, I got all these cats. They're okay. coming with me. Bet on that. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think, how can I pull your brain out through your nostrils with a knitting needle? I actually read an interesting fact about mummies today, that the word mummy uh, comes from the Latin uh, uh, name for bitumen, which is a petroleum ah, product right. that was at one point considered to be a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, like they put it on everything as an all health cure mm-hmm. for everything. Yeah. But like they used to like make mummies with it, and the ground up mummies were a huge industry until they ran out of mummies. But the name mummy came from the Latin That's word for right. that stuff. Welcome to our review of the mummy. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the mummy. Well, there and is now you know there is a lot of mummies in this. Yes, to be oh. sure. We're talking about the farewell, uh, which is a brand new comedy drama film written and directed by Lulu Wang, who seems to be one of the big new rising stars. She was getting a, she was on the, uh, the directors to watch list last year, and her premiere of this film. Uh, at Sundance this year, came out to rave reviews pretty much across the board where it was screened at the U.S. Dramatic Competition section. Uh, I saw, I remember seeing the trailer for this that was just, looked really kind of heartwarming but funny and covered with like glowing reviews. And I was like, okay, this movie that normally probably wouldn't have made it to my attention list is now officially on my attention list. And one thing that immediately is like, it's all Chinese cast and all like, Chinese actors. Like, I don't recognize many of these people, plus Aquafina, yeah. who I very much recognize. She's a huge star. Aquafina played her dad. Yeah, Zima. Yeah. yeah. He's a guy you've seen actor. in tons yeah. You may not know his name, movies. but if you've ever watched television in the last 30 years, you have seen yeah. him. Yeah. Or if you watched Dante's Peak on Hulu last <laughs> week, like I did, he's part of that yeah. crew. It, it's a good combination of uh, Asian American and Chinese actors and is, you know, I, I like that they embrace uh, the fact that, you know, some people are speaking Chinese, some are speaking Mandarin, some are speaking English. There's a little bit of Japanese thrown in. Uh, it's a kind of inter, inter-Asian cast, which is, I don't know if that's the right word, but not international, but still, a uh, lot of folks that are going to be recognizable to uh, viewers of Asian cinema and American cinema, but no one who's been overexposed or seen too much. No. It's really, it, which really feels good because it feels like a family. I don't feel like... Oh, I'm watching a big, well-known name star or something. So think it kind of adds to that a yeah. little bit. There was a certain degree of resistance here automatically because Aquafina, who was first known as a musician and then a comedian, is really largely known at this point for acting roles for comedy. Well, she's always, in everything, she's always big. 
Yeah. She's always really big. And this, and this from the trailer off the top, I was like, she's not doing this big. This is like, it's the most subtle I've ever seen her. Just like she the two minute trailer. Actually and she's really doing it. And, uh, she's not playing off of her persona. Yeah. She's actually playing a character. Char- exactly. Based yeah. very much on the real uh, writer director, Lulu Wang. And when I was looking at some of the press notes for this, this movie seemed very, this story seemed familiar. And that's when I realized after... Were you a Chinese-American woman living in New York City? You know, I don't talk about that time. Uh, <laughs> it was a complicated time. It, it was, it was, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, I realized, oh, I remember why I've heard of this before. Because a few years ago, uh, she actually told this story on This American Life. The theme was like lies. And you'll find out in the review that there's a big lie at the heart of this movie. And basically, that podcast kind of plays like a pitch for this movie. This is a very lightly fictionalized account of when Lulu Wang's family informed her that her beloved grandmother back in China had been diagnosed with a stage four uh, cancer and was only expected to live about three months. And the family uh, was decided, because the grandmother was in the 80s, that it was kinder not to tell her. Which apparently is part of Chinese culture, which I did not know that. Yeah, yeah I, and the only reason I do know that is because I remember that This American Life, and also to tell then some recent embarrassing TV watching for me, I've been rewatching a lot of ERs ER for some reason. is a good show. It's a good show, but it's a weird thing to start watching when there's so much new TV out. Of all things, like Tarantino's television debut was an ER, ER yeah. episode. But like, come on, it, it was, was a, a good show in its time. Yeah, for sure. I've enjoyed it, but it's a plot point like in season four or something in an episode, like this exact thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's like that This American Life episode. And then this trailer, I was like, oh, yeah. And like, it's this... This week has been weird. It, <laughs> like, well, it's all, like, it's one of together. those situations that seems almost like it would be a, a contrivance if you know, somebody pitched this to you mm-hmm. until you and realize that this been. does happen. And yeah, the decision is like, look, why let her be miserable? Let her enjoy the last few yeah. year months of her life. It's, it's much addressed that this is a, a standard Chinese culture thing. It's mm-hmm. like there's a great explanation, a great moment in there where they basically say, wouldn't see the East and the West. This is what divides us because in the West, when you tell this person that they're dying, then suddenly the burden is lifted off you of grief and put onto them. Uh, like here, we shoulder that burden for the person. That's like one of the most beautiful moments in the movie. Yeah. Like, and it's the thing, the explanation that makes the most sense, definitely for like Westerners watching it, someone who's not familiar with this cultural practice, like that makes like linear sense to me. It's like that is a really good point. I still want like, you guys if, to tell me if I'm dying. I'm yeah. But you know, like if a family member is dying and the whole family knows and it's like, we're going to bear this weight so they can live the rest of their life happy and not be freaked out about their impending like death. Right. That's yeah. very beautiful. I mean, it's, it, it can't be. Yeah. I mean, uh, having been on the other side of that, you know, there are family members that, you know, they're kind of too far gone and you just, Amongst yourselves, decide you know any kind of serious conversations we're going to have outside of the room. Yeah, because sure. why make this person worry anymore? With just make wh- their last months yeah. comfortable and fun but and happy and survive on the bus. I went this through is, that with my father. Yeah, yeah. and mine too. And uh, but anyway, back to this review. Yeah, that, that's kind of where the Aquafina <laughs> character comes. We're in. Not, don't want Mark and I start crying yeah. about our dads mm-hmm. over here. Just like we're, God damn it, just pour another whiskey. Well, see, Aquafina uh, is playing a character who at the beginning is kind of in a bad position. She's like in New York. We see her, her like, struggling. At least she's struggling. She's a writer. She's applied for a Guggenheim grant. We see that she did not, in fact, get it. Uh, her landlord is after her because she's several months in arrears. By the way, where else in the world, where in the world outside of Hollywood can you not pay a 
single months of rent and not immediately be kicked out of her house. It happens with certain type of like, you know, mom and pop things. Does I it? mean, yeah, no, I mean, but I it's got like the as, it was a friend of hers. Oh, honestly, yeah, there's like that. Honestly, as a current landlord, in some regards, like there is like. There's a lot more lenience there if it's like you're dealing with me. Right. I might be willing As to hear it. As opposed to a it's, property manager. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's, right. Especially in New York, it seems pretty far-fetched, but I'm sure it's possible. But she goes home to visit her parents, Hi Ann and Gian. Hi Ann, played by, the, like I said, the very prolific, but you probably don't recognize the name, Zima. Uh, and we may not even be saying his name correctly, so apologies. Um, who are both acting weird. She's like, what is going on? And finally, like, okay, here's the deal. Your grandmother's got the stage four cancer, and we're going over there where no one is going to tell her. Basically, what we all said about this, they're not going to tell her, and we don't want you to come. You should. They made an excuse that there's a a wedding. Her cousin is feigning a wedding, so it's an excuse for the whole family to go see her. Yeah, she's like, didn't they just start dating? Which is kind of a a running joke of sorts in the film. And And she's like, "Uh, okay, and is very thrown off by this. Like I said, she's not in a great position. She hasn't told her own parents about her not getting this grant. She's kind of lying about it as right. well. So, like, and about her position and what's going on and whether or not she needs money, which she clearly does. So she herself is already in the beginning of a big lie to make someone else feel comfortable. Right. And after her parents have already left, she's like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah, pull out the old like uh, credit card right. and and get yourself a trip to wherever the hell it was in China, China. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that opening is super important because what it's showing you and setting up is that she is her parents moved to America when she was young but she is like very very American right they say she's there since she was six they mentioned a couple times that her Chinese isn't good. And Even though speaking you couldn't of, tell to watch the film. Yeah, so. unless you spoke Chinese yourself, yeah, maybe. Sure. Like, like, watching, like, it seems she's completely, Flo. you know. Yeah. yeah. There's um, very few scenes in which she's like, I don't understand what they yeah. just said. But uh, they do make the point that she is, like, Way more of a Western mindset um, right. compared so, to her, her entire other family. When she gets there, like, the whole family's there. And like we said, the pre- pretense is that it's for a wedding. Grandma, which they refer to as Nai the whole time, which I think is adorable, mm-hmm. um, is is super thrilled. She obviously has a very close relationship with her granddaughter, who we see. They, they're literally, like, on the phone together a right. lot, apparently. Which, like, and, they, they, yeah. they, they've never lost touch. They regularly keep in touch. And to speak to what Alan was saying, yeah, she's kind of lying to her grandmother already, going, no. No, no, everything's fine. Yeah. Oh, I haven't gotten the results from the Guggenheim yet. You know, but I'll let you know as soon as I find out. And meanwhile, the grandmother's lying, too, because she's like, oh, no, because she's sitting in a hospital room as when we first meet her. She's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm I'm at my aunt's. And you realize part of the movie's theme is that this idea that, of course, lying is bad. You know, we are just conditioned to believe that lying is bad. But sometimes we lie to be able to not make someone else feel bad. Right. We lie to those we love. Like when you go, no, I loved your screenplay. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I told that one a few times. We've all been there. I thought your band was very interesting. (laughs) But it's the whole, I guess, like we're all... We all lie to each other all the time. Big lies, small lies by yourself, but everything. And it gets down to like when this one lie matters like way more to her. Like, what does that mean? Like, she's so willing to lie about like herself or standing like everyone is. But when it's someone else that you're like, yeah, it confronts that idea very directly, despite the fact that, yeah, like this lying is part of her everyday life. She doesn't even think about it. It's just normal. But this lie that it's just such a, taboo the idea it's illegal as they point out in here in America to not tell someone that they what right. their their, their well, medical for like a doctor or something if they, I mean yeah, like yeah. HIPAA yeah. violations galore I mean you would not if you weren't like uh, uh, like 
a, a legal guardian or a spouse. They would never give the test results to your sister, <laughs> and, you know, or your friend. And uh, you know, once she's there, it really just be, it becomes almost like a uh, uh, what's that movie, Muriel's Wedding or yeah. something, where it's like really just this huge family gathering and sort of like people haven't seen each other for a long time. To some degree, stuff that's lightly buried under the surface issues are coming up, but it never becomes a huge thing. It's no. just enough to establish that, like, hey, these guys are like have not seen each other for a while and part of that might be a little intentional and there's family dramas like whenever families get together <laughs> right. it's just right. hostility it never or envious it never really explodes into anything no, it doesn't. but it's just enough there to show it you that does. this is a mildly uncomfortable situation on that level alone much less the fact that literally everyone in every room around this grandmother Nainai knows that she's dying and is pretending that she's not and that this yeah. whole thing isn't the marriage thing isn't a farce yeah and a lot of the comedy comes from the fact that, you know, everybody knows and they are trying not to break down. They're trying not to cry. They're trying to act like everybody's thrilled about this wedding. Uh, the poor cousin who's the one who, like, has getting get married, married, you know, to the girl he's been dating for a few months. And she doesn't seem too She's crazy Japanese, about it either. Yeah. does not speak a word right. of Chinese, and is, has no translator. So the whole movie, right. she's just kind of looking around like, I'm like, no what is what happening here? I, yeah. I'm not even sure if that's like going to be a legitimate wedding, or if they're like, it's just a sham, you know, just play along. Right. But or she, they were pushed into getting wet. Yeah. I get the idea they were pushed into going in getting right. married oh, yeah. in yeah. order to make this I don't this think cover. he wanted to do it either. That's a whole other interesting story, perhaps, that the movie never gets into. But... Once it's announced and it becomes the pretext for everyone to come visit from all over the world, uh, Nainai is in her element because now she has a she's got a, a wedding to plan, a banquet to prepare for, and she has very high expectations well, as, as, of how to do it. As uh, her family says at one point in the movie, she likes to feel important. She yeah. wants to feel she, like she's she needed. loves to be in charge. Yeah, she likes yeah. to be in charge. She wants to feel needed, and that she's got a project. And it's like okay, and she's I definitely the matriarch of the family. Her husband passed away. Years prior than that, she has like a new husband or yeah, boyfriend husband, she lives with, but it, she's constantly just like, oh, this guy's. Yeah, she's just disparaging Get like, this well, guy out of Better than being alone. So she's yeah. definitely the matriarch of this, like, she is the ruler of the family. Right. You know, everyone's we, looking to her. We watch a lot of genuinely charming and interesting scenes and culturally enriching scenes that you're just like, wow, this is so interesting of just little details about Chinese, China and Chinese culture that are just happening. No one needs to explain them to you. They're they're put in front of you, but yet it's just nothing about that ever feels super foreign either. It just feels very human, all yes. these scenes of these people coming together and them all being part of this big compassionate lie. And Aquafina, who her parents are super worried that she's like incapable of not telling the truth because they know how close she is with her grandmother and they're afraid she's going to break down. Ends up being stronger than almost anyone in this scenario mm-hmm. while still being the one who has to talk to the separate major parts of the family to go, I need you to explain to me again why we're not telling Nina right. that she's dying because I'm really having a ho- I'm going with you guys on this, but I need to understand. Right. And yeah. And through that... The director is explaining to the audience the difference between East and West in the way that we deal with this sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, there, there's, it's she's perfectly positioned because she has those memories of China. She has that connection with her grandmother, but also that Western mindset. And I don't know that the film necessarily comes down on one side of the other. I do think it. I don't think it's asking us to judge it. It's no, just yeah. saying like this is how these folks are. 
you know, it's to asking roll us with to it. at least understand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, I mean, not, I, uh, to try and cross over to a very difficult crossover point of like at least get why this is a thing in China and why that's not as like as your uh, autonomic right. response is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Like it, you, I get that side, but you have to understand where they're coming right. from. And I think the film does a good, really good job of it. And unlike a lot of films with that are largely Chinese these days, it's not anti-American. <laughs> this is from someone who's been watching Chinese films obsessively yeah. since I was like 13, which is the longest time really had nothing to say about America, whatever America. And for the last three years, almost every movie has a subtext of fuck America. Well, what has been the past three years? years? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what has changed? <laughs> hey, I'm not offended by it. I'm kind of like, I totally see your point. Yeah. It's just well, this like is, that movie with Aquafina. And this is very, very, very much like a Chinese and then Chinese American movie. It's not really from the prism of like America. Aquafina is obviously our yeah. like our that, but she is like she is the most Western, but primarily like everything you're seeing, this whole movie, most of it's in China. It's very much about that experience. And like her uncle and father father went to America. Her uncle went to Japan. It's also about them coming from those. They moved away from China back to China. So it, it has a lot of those like tensions. It's about like the cultural like what it, it it delves into a lot of stuff. But what's it, what it, what is what it means to be like part of this family? What it means to be like Chinese? What it means to like live in that community and like deal with death in different ways. And they struggle in different ways with that. No, I know you guys are hearing all this and uncles. thinking that sounds like it might be a little dry, mm-hmm. a little like. It's not, strangely. Yeah. And I'm not going to say that this movie is, like, like constantly on, on top of being, like, you know, moving fast and fascinating. It's not that kind of movie. But Lulu Wang brings in a style, both au- au- with her audio, there's a lot of interesting music choices in here. Mm-hmm. And just visually, there's just so many interesting shots in this movie, just one after another of, like, God, that's just a... It's a gorgeous shot that doesn't call, like, scream, pay attention to me. Yeah. Like, all throughout this movie. Just, I like, mean, well-timed shots. There's some shots that linger longer than you expect them to, and I can see that, okay, here's where I think some people might have an issue with this movie. Because I did for a moment, too, until my mind kind of acclimated myself to it. You can feel the bones of what could be a very conventional kind of screwball, madcap, comedy of errors type of situation. And that would be a real big crowd pleaser. It'd just be zippy and fun in spite of its kind of dark premise. Or it could be a very maudlin, kind of weepy sort of, you know, melodrama. She finds a really nice balance between those. And I think part of the way she accomplishes that is with the kind of shots that Chris has mentioned. Uh, Because there's some moments that, out of context, they might feel very self-consciously arty. But it also feels very observational and very, like, I'm in China and I'm seeing these things. And I just want to appreciate this because it's the character coming back to this culture that she's been away from. Mm -hmm. And so those moments, to me, are her... Just going, oh yeah, I forgot what this and, place was like, and and that technique is utilized so well because those moments happen a lot when our characters are by themselves, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like her and her father, her and her mother. But most of the movie is taking place around the grandmother, so everyone's putting on the best faces. Right. Everything's, everything's happy, and that's like part of why that type of tone. It's like funny. It's fun. They're trying to have the best time they can for her. And it, like as an audience member, you kind of you feel both things hitting right. when they're supposed to hit, which I mean, is really nice. It's yeah. the best way like 
to invite you into like we were talking about understanding the cultural yeah. moments. Like this is the good best way to do it. It makes you dig the grandma too. Yeah, it's like, she's, she's the best. adorable. Yeah. I love that she keeps calling like Aquafina a stupid girl, and then yeah. immediately says something really complimentary yeah. about yeah. her right after that. And, and it does that <laughs> universal grandma thing where it's like, oh, you don't, you know, you, you should be eating more. Why? Oh, come on, everybody, eat. Oh, Let's this have fun. Movie made me so hungry. Oh yeah, the food <laughs> in the movie just looks great. Dude, there's a scene you where know. they're at like a like a, like lazy giant like lazy Susan. But it's not even dim sum. It's like whole plates yeah. of stuff revolving around slowly, and I'm just losing my goddamn right. mind looking at all this food going, that's like, I've had Peking's uh, chicken <laughs> and while, in China, and that shit is amazing, and I want some now. Also, while the mother and aunt are having a very pointed Peking kind of duck. like... Sorry throwing shade at one another about like, you know, oh, so you went to America and how has that turned out for you, you know? Is it, you, do you miss being Chinese? Like, well, America, if America is so awful, how come you're sending your son there? Yeah. She's yeah. like, well, he's going to come back. She's like, do you know that? Who weirdly is you named know? after dim sum. So I don't know what that's <laughs> you know? about. It's that little bow. Little bow. Like, Isn't that yeah. the Pixar short? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know, there, there's a lot of little moments like that where you get the culture clash, you know, and, and you don't, you expect it from, like, the westernized uh, daughter, but this is from the mother yeah. who it's chose a, to go to China. It's with, a type of culture class that we probably as Americans would never even think of. Because you think of, like, just the hardcore West versus hardcore East. Right. But it's way more nuanced than that. Right. Oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's nuanced with where you have immigrants within a single culture. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, we stayed and you didn't. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's deep on that level and it feels very observed, even though it doesn't, like, make a point of, like... I wouldn't say that's a thematic moment in the movie, but it just feels like this honest, observed conversation of the kind of things that people say yeah. when they haven't seen each other in many years. And you feel that little those yeah. little resentments kind of bubbling under the surface. And yet everybody's trying to put on a good show for grandma. And if anything, like that type of nuanced tension, this plays into more like the idea of whether we should tell her or not. Right. It's just showing like the, the levels of tensions that come from different cultures and right. staying within this and leaving. And what that all like, why is this such like... Cause all the different family members are on sort of different levels of what they should do here. Yeah. Like some people are just like towing the family line. Some people are very adamant and think it's like great. Some people are very, very upset by, it. you know, it's all over the map with it, which, you know, as it would be, it's an emotional and ordeal. And find out all of them have, there's no like, this isn't the kind of movie where it's like, oh my God, there's a horrible family secret or anything. But you realize everyone in this family has some little things that they're hiding from one another. Mm. And, you know, it's the kind it's again, it's that kind of grease that has allowed the family to kind of just that machine to keep moving efficiently. You know, it's like, look, you know, why mess it up? Just just go along with it. And again, back to the grandmother going like, oh, come on, eat something. And she's like, aren't you hungry? And he's like, and you realize the guy's like, oh, no, I'm fine. And it's of course they're not hungry because they're they're, they're all, like they're yeah. broken. They're like my mom's about to die. Yeah, look at that food. I'd you know? still be hungry. But yeah, it's just like. <laughs> b- but again, it, it is. Uh, it just fires on a lot of levels. And while I think some people might find it a little bit slowly paced, uh, I think it it actually has some laugh out loud moments. Oh yeah. And you know, if you're going for something that's you know a huge you know a uh, 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 crowd pleaser. I don't think this is that. I think it's something a lot smarter and a lot more uh, worthwhile. It's frankly. definitely an indie theater crowd pleaser, yeah, though. Like, it for is. people who like, I tend to go to my local art theater to see whatever's out. This is going to be one of your favorite movies this Absolutely. year. Absolutely. But uh, Marco, keep going with your uh, final thoughts. Okay, uh, I-, I was very pleasantly surprised with this. Uh, you know, 
as I said earlier, it was very easy to see how this could have gone in a different direction. Uh, even Lulu Wang, the director, has said in the beginning, other people gave her notes and she kind of fought to keep the movie she wanted rather than, you know, they're like, follow a more Hollywood route. At one point, someone said, why don't you have the daughter be the one who has to get married? You know, and that way she's more closely connected to the story. And she really wanted to just fictionalize her own experience, which is where I think a lot of the observational comedy comes in. A lot of those moments where we just experience life uh, through the eyes of a person returning to their homeland, even though those moments don't necessarily have anything to do with the narrative. You feel like it's an artist just recording something that happened to them that's important and they need to put it down uh, somehow for posterity. And I appreciated that. Uh, I would give this film... Uh, eight and a half out of ten cigarettes for a dead man. What about you, Alan? Um, yeah, this I really, really, really enjoyed this movie a lot. Like way more than I kind of I I thought I kind of knew what I was getting into from the trailer. I thought it'd be pleasant and good, and be like, yeah, this would be nice. And I'll chuckle a little bit, and I'll feel a little sad, and I'll laugh a little bit. You know, the classic indie dramedy comedy. But it had way more to offer to me. Like. I am a person who's not... I don't like, like, tradition things. Like, traditional... Just, like, these... I find, like... Ritual bothers Ritual, religion, all that stuff. And Chinese culture is, like, rooted in it. And this movie made me empathize so much where I was, like, loving it. Like, these family moments that they were sharing, and it was so sweet. And I was like, I get it. Like, I get why this is important to a lot of people. And, like, why it might even one day be important to me. Like, I get it, finally. Like, and that's an incredible thing for a movie to do. You know, it's so far removed from anything I've experience this like in China and it's this idea of not telling someone when they're going to die and then doing these things at this like when they're visiting the dead that I've never like seen it's like this is like a tradition that has like real emotional value and every, that's what the movie was just like banging home like throughout the whole thing that really like hit me it's like this is yeah it's something special I think <clears throat> so I'm going to give it 9 out of 10 surprisingly performances from Aquafina she's really great in it she is yeah. uh, I I watched, like I said previously, a lot of Chinese movies, albeit a large amount of them are with martial arts. But still, I watch a lot of Chinese movies, uh, and I have rarely seen a film. It's been a while since I've seen a film that so effectively manages to really make people from a Eurocentric uh, understanding of, of culture understand something that's so foreign, as, as well as like just little bits around the sides of it just like make you feel so immersed in a culture and you never feel like an outsider when you're watching it i thought that was really kind of a remarkable turn that wang has pulled off here she's made a a quietly brilliant little movie that is going to deeply appeal to people who are prepared for exactly what it is I, I think if you're coming into this expecting that Hollywood eyes version, you're going to be disappointed. And maybe that would have been a very funny, really awesome movie too. But I would never have had the nuance and it, like no. beneath the surface intellect that this movie does. It wouldn't be a special. Still, it wouldn't be special. No, yeah. It would be funny, maybe funny, maybe clever. But it wouldn't have been as special mm-hmm. as this movie is. And the farewell really is special. It's not to say it doesn't suffer from moments of drag. There's certainly more than a few moments that you're like, okay, we get it. Let's move along. But 
it's not wildly long either. No. I mean, it's this is the A24. They've made a 98-minute film here that gets in and gets out largely pretty quickly. It does everything it needs to do and literally nothing more on the whole. Uh, I most... I found myself most responding to, though, Wang's just her visual sense. There's so many gorgeous visual moments here that, like I said, are not ostentatious. They're just quietly beautiful little moments that, that she is, that sometimes were all about the exact timing to get that shot just right that I, I really appreciated. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I'm definitely, I, Aquafina is quickly turning into one of the most interesting new people on the scene as an actress. Wang clearly is going to have some big stuff coming up after this. I, I suspect even if the movie doesn't perform super well at theaters, uh, it's, it's Sundance response alone. It's a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes is going to, to propel her to something bigger for her next project. And I'm very curious to see what it is because she clearly is a director who has multiple talents behind the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I genuinely enjoyed this and I'm going to give it nine out of 10 um, little bird metaphors that I'm not quite sure I entirely <laughs> understood. Well, look, if you ever find out that I'm dying, just give me enough of a heads up to clear my browser history. That's all I ask. <laughs> oh, well, we were going to kill you after this review. All right. Well, be sure to just wipe my computer before <laughs> my mom sees it. Fair enough. <laughs> 